What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 40 of the Gunslinger Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Charles. You can head over to Instagram and follow at the Gunslinger Podcast. And please head over to Spotify and Apple Podcasts to listen to all the shows. We have a jammed pack uh, show here. Um, this morning, I'm joined by Mr. Craig Riley. How you doing? I am doing well. It's a weird time in sports as we're waiting for a few different things to start, but I'm excited. Yeah, it should be a great day. The NBA playoffs kick off today. The NHL playoffs kick off on Monday, I believe. And we're like, what, a week, a little under two weeks away from the NFL draft. So a lot of buzz is starting to come around that. Um, I wanted to start off real quick and get your opinion on the Odell signing to Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a good signing. I think that, you know, what they're trying to do is I'm assuming trying to entice Lamar. <laughs> I'd be pretty shocked if like that wasn't the plan, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, yep. What I think was really weird was his claim of the whole ACL, non-ACL thing. Um, I'm still not really positive how you, if you don't have an ACL, how you tear an ACL. Um, right. That doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But regardless, I think it's a good signing. He's a playmaker when healthy. And it has to, it has to make me think that Lamar is going to come back and play. Yeah, I would think I would think so. I mean, at least play under the franchise tag for one year right. and then see what happens. But yeah, I mean, up guaranteed 15 million for Odell, up to 18 million seems like a heck of a lot of money for a guy who wasn't even in the league last year. Well, um, it, it so. is interesting too like comparing that contract to like Juju's contract, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know. Like, that's kind of it. It's an interesting, like, idea of like, oh, okay. Well, like, I guess this is just kind of is what it is, right? Right. Should definitely be interesting. I mean, the rate, you got to look at the Ravens. I think, you know, with between Beckham, Bateman, Mark Andrews, I mean, the receiving court looks a little bit better, I guess, than it has in the past. But still, I think the Ravens have a lot of work to do um, to make it more enticing for Lamar to stay long term there. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I think <clears throat> I agree with you. But so let's just dive into the draft. I know me and you each kind of just went through the entire first round and just did our um, prediction. So I'll just kind of start off. I'll do like my first, I don't know, five or six, and I'll throw it over to you and we'll kind of compare and see see where we're at. So I'm sticking with Bryce Young at one to Carolina. Um, I just think he's he's still the best quarterback in my opinion. And uh, the, I don't know if it was a wonderlick test or whatever that some testing just came out um, this past week and Stroud tested very terribly in it. Um, and I think that's definitely a cause of concern for a lot of people in Carolina, at least from what I'm hearing. So um, I'm sticking with Bryce Young there at two. I have a little bit of a surprise. I'm going with Will Anderson, the edge rusher out of Alabama. I think D'Amico Ryan's is wanting to get a defensive player to start off um, his coaching there and who better than Will Anderson who has been the defensive player of the year in college football the last two years. So, um, and the reason I don't have them taking Stroud is because this team is so bad that if you just throw Stroud into this, onto this team, like they have so many holes that they need to fix personally. That's what I personally think. And I just think you're just setting him up for failure. Right. Um, so I'm thinking maybe, you know, they can try to build that defense up, maybe and make a run at one of the quarterbacks next year, um, or maybe they'll try to just pick up one later in the draft. But so that's where I'm going there. At three, I almost had Arizona trading out, but I had them sticking. Um, they're a team that has a ton of holes to fill as well. Um, but I have them taking Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher from Texas Tech. 
Um, and then I have Stroud going at four to Indianapolis, uh, Jalen Carter going five to Seattle and, um, I'll stop here at Detroit. I have staying at six. Um, they just traded that corner to Atlanta. So I have them picking up Devin Witherspoon, the corner out of Illinois at number six. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're a little different. So, okay. um, for, so you went all the way to Detroit, right? Yeah. So I don't have any trades. Because okay. I feel like every year they say we're going to see trades and then we don't see them like mm-hmm. on draft day. So <clears throat> I have Bryce Young going one, uh, same reasons. I think while Reich might want Richardson, I don't think there's any chance they take, they don't take Young. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the Texans taking Stroud <clears throat> just because I think that they'll, they'll take Stroud with the idea that they can't bank on Caleb Williams next year. I agree mm-hmm. with your rationale that like, they're like, Hey, we really need him, But I think Stroud could be good, and like I think they're going to take a jump on him. I think the Cardinals stay, and they take Anderson, um, mm-hmm. who I think is the best player in the draft. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a, a steal for them um, right there. I have the Colts taking Will Levis. I've been reading a few things that mm. they are super high on Will Levis, and that seems okay. very much like a them type of pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the Seahawks taking um, Lucas Von, Van Ness. Uh, that edge mm-hmm. rusher, because I think that the Seahawks like have to be pretty happy with where their offense is. So maybe mm-hmm. kind of like shore up that defense. Um, and then I have the Lions. This one I really struggled with because I think the Lions now need a they don't need a corner because they signed the two in the offseason. Right. Even though they mm-hmm. just traded Akuda, which, by the way, I think was a terrible trade. Mm-hmm. Um, I have them taking Jalen Carter. Because mm-hmm. I, I just think Dan Campbell he he's going to take a risk on people like that. Like that's just his personality. Mm-hmm. So I, that, that's what I got through, uh, through the lions. Yeah. I was, when I originally did it, I was with you. I had them taking a defensive lineman. I think I had them taking Van Ness at six, but then when they traded, um, Yudoka, I, and then I was just reading about Witherspoon's like attitude. He just seems to fit the mold for Dan Campbell. But, um, I don't know anything about Witherspoon. I thought Christian Gonzalez was definitely going to be the first corner off the board, um, yeah. which is I, where I actually have him going next to Las Vegas. I've heard a lot of talk about Vegas trying to get a quarterback, but I mean, they just gave Garoppolo a three-year deal, if I'm not wrong. And they did, yeah. I I just feel, I have a hard time believing that they're going to bring in a guy to sit behind Garoppolo for two to three years, um, especially when all Jimmy does is win and that's all McDaniels wants there. Um, so I have, yeah, Christian Gonzalez, the corner. I mean, that's one of the worst secondaries in the NFL too. So I think Las Vegas definitely needs to start fixing that. So um, I have Anthony Richardson going eight to Atlanta. I think Atlanta's in a really weird spot because I feel like nobody knows what direction they're going. Well, in. I mean, their defense might be the best, literally the best in the, in the NFL with based on the signings that they've had. Right, and that was one of their they they needed to get people to get after the quarterback, and they've done that. So, I just I don't know. I just felt like Anthony Richardson at eight. I mean, they don't have a quarterback on the roster that I, I would feel comfortable with starting on a weekly basis. So, um, I just kind of have them taking the project there. It's a run first team, so I think that kind of would definitely fit Richardson better as well. So, um, nine, I have Chicago taking Peter Skaronsky, the offensive tackle from Northwestern. I think Chicago's in a really good spot. They have a, a really solid offensive like weapon core now, I would say, getting DJ Moore um, added to that mix. Um, so I think 
who did they get at running back? They lost Montgomery, but who did they get? Well, they still have Khalil Herbert. Right. Um, and then they did sign someone else too. I I can't right. off the top of my head remember who it was, but they did. But I yeah. think they're going to go with Herbert if I had to guess. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I almost had them taking uh, Bajon Robinson, but yeah, I, I just had them take an offensive tackle. And then at ten, I had my first trade. I have Philly trading back with the Jets. I think the Jets here are just trying to get as much as they can to entice Rodgers to come. So I have them taking Paris Johnson, the offensive tackle from Ohio State. Guy's massive. I um, mean, he was one of the best um, recruited players coming out of high school. Ten I, or eleven, I have Will Levis. Um, Tennessee really needs to figure out that quarterback thing. And as much as I hate Will Levis, I've I've heard rumors of him going there as well. So um, then at twelve, uh, Houston second pick, I have them taking another edge rusher. I have them taking Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. Okay, um, two edge rushers, first two picks, just kind of. The Nico Ryan start, style type Yeah, start, start shoring up that defense like he had in San Francisco. You want to just do every six? Um, so yeah, then, sure. So I have – so this is kind of where my draft kind of goes – not off the rails, but a little different than a lot of the mocks. So I'll start with the, the Raiders. I have the Raiders um, taking Paris Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, very Bill Belichick type pick if, if I had for, – for McDaniels, you know, like just take mm-hmm. a lineman and just, you know, move on out of the first round basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Atlanta taking Broderick Jones. Okay. Uh, which I think, again, I think Atlanta needs to start building on offense from the lineup. So why not take, you know, a lineman? Um, I have the Bears taking, um, uh, Witherspoon. Uh, okay. Just, you know, a good corner. The Eagles taking Christian Gonzalez, which is a very Eagles like pick if he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this, and then I have the, um, the Texans and the Titans um, swapping at this point. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and I have the Texans taking um, uh, ja- uh, Jackson Smith, the receiver. So I yep. think that they're going to go kind of with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, let's just pair them up and see what happens type deal. And then I have the Titans taking Anthony Richardson. Okay. So I think that's a pretty big fall for Richardson based on where yeah. his pro day is. But Again, I think that a lot of people thought last year that Malik Willis was going to go super high, and then he didn't, right? So, and he reminds me a lot of Malik Willis coming out, like in terms of like, I think he's a little bit more talented, but I think a lot of people, it's a kind of the same mold type deal. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's like my first trade. um, I like that. And the thing, and it's just a quick swap, probably like a Mm -hmm. fourth round pick, whatever, you know, whatever that thing tells you to do, basically. It doesn't seem like they do anything crazy anymore on draft day. They kind of just go based on that chart. Right. Me and so I mean we both have Richardson. I mean, I feel like Richardson is mocked going like top four or three right now. A lot of teams have like the Colts trading up with Arizona to take Richardson at three. So we both have him dropping. I mean, I have him at eight, you have him at twelve. So right. I think we're both kind of on that the same um thought process there. Um so thirteen, I had the Jets trading with the Eagles. So I had the Eagles taking Nolan Smith, the edge rusher from yeah. Georgia, just another Georgia defensive player they took two last year um this is a trade here 14 obviously the patriots i kept going back and forth but i have them trading um back with the chargers so the patriots would move back to 21 chargers move up to 14 and this is where i have uh Bijan robinson going just i the speculation about austin eckler you know looking for a trade or whatever i just think robinson in this offense would be a great fit i think oh, for the yeah. chargers um, but do, and you I don't think, know how... do you think that Eckler would get moved? 
Um, well, I mean, he must only have like a year left on his deal, like right. regardless. So, and I don't know who else the Chargers have to run the ball besides Eckler. I know they had like um, a rookie last year, but like I don't uh, Spiller, but he like never saw the field. So, right. I don't know. I think, I think Eckler is his years are numbered in Los Angeles, whether it's via trade or whether this he's just playing out his contract. So um, that's why I went there. Uh, I had a really hard uh, decision with Green Bay. I couldn't figure out what they really needed, you know, where that team stands. So I just know that they needed a pass catcher. Um, so I had them taking Michael Meyer, the tight end out of Notre Dame. Um, Tanyan's gone. Um, so they need to fill that hole there. At 16, I have Washington taking an offensive lineman from Florida, um, Osiris Torrance. He's like an offensive guard. Pittsburgh at 17, shoring up their offensive line with Broderick Jones. Um, I mean, Najee Harris is one of the most talented running backs, I think, in the league, but the guy gets hit at or behind the line of scrimmage more than any player in the league because his line is so bad. It's crazy. Um. And then 18, I have another trade. I have Detroit trading um, back to 22, Baltimore moving up to 18. And um, I have Baltimore taking Jackson Smith, um, that receiver from Ohio State, just to, you know, to keep trying to give Lamar weapons and to keep him in town. So, um, yeah, so I'll stop there at 18. Nice. Okay. So that's, yeah. So we're, okay. So the, I have the Jets taking um, Deontay Banks. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think like is kind of just fills a need for them, right? And I think their mm-hmm. their idea would be kind of the same thing when they did with Revis. Let's just you know have an amazing secondary and go from there. Um, I have the Patriots trading away, and I have the Patriots trading completely out of the first round and maybe for like a pick next year. Um, not shocking. So I have the Steelers trading in to fourteen, and I have them taking Joey Porter. Okay. Um, and then I have the Packers taking Quentin Johnson. And I think mm-hmm. my, my thought process on that is like, I know they drafted some young receivers last year, but let's just, you know, completely re- retool the receiver core with, for Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Um, Washington, I have taken Nolan Smith. Seems like a very big player that they would take, especially because you can't really count on Chase Young right now with how many injuries he's had. Right. I, the Steelers, still keeping their 17th pick um, and taking Peter Skronsky, the tackle from Northwestern. Mm-hmm. And then I have the Lions taking uh, Brian Breeze, the DL from okay. uh, Clemson. Um, again, I think that the way that I think Dan Campbell wants – I so I have them taking two defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think he's just going to revamp it because that defense was terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, for sure. But I think the Patriots basically do like trade for next year's first with the Steelers and call it a day um, mm-hmm. because Belichick just – I mean, he can't hit a first-round pick to save his life anyway, so what's the difference? Yeah, and I, I feel like this I, – I almost didn't have them trading here just because it was the fact of, like, this is where they drafted when they took Mac, and it's like they're kind right. of in a hard spot. They're not at, like, the end of the first, like, where they can trade back or just trade out of it. They're just, like, in a weird spot where it's like, you know, who's really trying to trade up? So that's why I think it was hard um, to kind of pick a suitor for them, but I like this that Steelers um, – well, it there. seems like that's a, definitely a team that they would want to like want to trade with, I guess. Yeah, I I have a hard time with like the inner like conference. It's definitely inner division. I have a hard time, but inner conference, I still have a hard time doing it. But it's like, I mean, if the team's on offer, you know, I mean, 
a lot. You know, you're not going to turn it down regardless. Yeah, I, I just is, think so. that Belichick knows in his heart we can't compete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need a lot of help on the offensive side of the ball. That's for sure. Um, all right, so 19 Tampa. I don't even know. This was really hard. I, they need a lot of help. I think. Um, I have them just taking an offensive lineman from Tennessee, Darnell Wright. Heard a lot of good things about him. Um, and I know their their offensive line has um, some holes in it. So um, then I have a huge run of corners coming up. So at okay. Seattle at 20, I have them taking Joey Porter Jr. Um, I think he fits that big, you know, physical um, corner that Pete Carroll wants. And they can pair him with um, – it was the guy they had last year, Woolen or whatever. Yeah, Woolen, yeah. Yeah, who was really great for them. Um, so the Patriots at 21 here. It, I mean, this definitely a reach, um, but it's a typical Bill move. I have them taking Keely Ringo, the corner from Georgia. I think <laughs> not projected in the first round, but right. yeah, yeah, but that makes sense. His his size and his like what his ceiling, I guess, he reminds me a lot of Gilmore. And I think um I think it's just like a typical Bill move. He'll reach on somebody um, that we're definitely not expecting. Um, then, uh, so Detroit, who traded back to 22 with Baltimore, I have them taking an edge rusher, Miles Murphy from Clemson. 23, I have Deontay Banks, the corner from Maryland. Um, and then at 24, Jacksonville, another corner. Um, Cam Smith, the corner out of South Carolina. So four corners in the last five picks I have right there. I mean, I think this is a very corner-heavy draft. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like – I think that makes sense. Um, interesting. Okay, so we're we're quite different here. So, okay. um, starting with the Bucks, um, and who did you have the Bucks taking? Darnell Wright. So I have them taking Hendon Hooker. Okay. And I think there's no way, no matter what they say, they think they're okay at quarterback. So right. I think they take him. He sits for a year, and then next year, um, I have the Seahawks taking Mazzy Smith. I have the Chargers taking Jordan Addison um, as a replacement for Mm -hmm. Keenan Allen here, like next year. Mm -hmm. Um, I have the Ravens. This is where my whole Lamar idea comes in. I have them taking B. John Robinson. Okay. I think that they've given up on Dobbins, if I had to guess. I think he's way too injury prone and he cannot sustain it. The idea with Robinson would be, and going to Lamar, is be like, hey, let's, you know, sign a four year deal. Well, you know, you then you'll have Bijan, you'll have Odell for a year, we'll get him back, and then we're going to be ready to go. Right. And I think Bijan with Lamar is possibly the most dangerous thing of all time. Yeah, man, people are just saying that he, he's not even like a running back. A lot of teams view him as like a Debo Samuel type Well, and I think player. he is. I think, and so. he, I think he would fit with Lamar perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so that's almost like a, a fantasy booking for me. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have the Vikings. Um, taking uh, Drew Sanders. Wow, that's a reach, huh? Yeah. So I think that, you know, I'm the only linebacker in the first round. Basically, yeah. I actually have one. I think I have one more, actually. Okay. But I think the Vikings really need to fix that defense, and I think it starts Mm -hmm. there. And I think Drew Sanders is super talented. Um, Yeah. And where am I going to? The Giants? Or am I? Yeah, that's fine. I always thought the Jacks, but we can go there. I'll go to the Jacks. I'll go to Jacks. I have them taking Brian Branch to the safety out of Bama. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we're similar. I mean, we're both like defensive mindset there. So we are for sure. Yeah. And who would you have Seattle taking? At Uh, 20? At 20? Sorry. I have them taking Mazzy Smith. Okay. So he's another defender. Yep. 
So, yeah, I feel like, I mean, we're on like the same side of what the team's needs are. Yeah, yeah, um, I think so. We're just kind of switching it up on who who we think is going where. Right. Um, all right, so Giants at 25. I have them taking Quentin Johnson, the receiver from TCU. I know you're very oh, I, high I, th- on I think he's he's the man. Um, I haven't seen him play a lot. The only game I really saw him against was Georgia, and that obviously wasn't much to look at there. So um, I don't know much about him, but I know the Giants need help at receiver. So um, I have him going there. Dallas, I have them replacing Dalton Schultz, have them taking uh, the tight end from Utah, Dalton Kin- Kincaid. Um, people are saying this guy's a matchup nightmare. Oh, so you have them taking Kincaid over – oh, okay, interesting. You'll see mine. But this we're, we're on the same thing. We just have a different tight end. Do you have them taking Meyer? I have them taking Laporta. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then it, so Buffalo, I think they're in a hard spot because I've, all I've heard is they want to trade up to try to get B. John Robinson, but – I just, I didn't, definitely couldn't see the Patriots trading out up there to for him. And if maybe if Bijan goes past that, then the Bills are able to trade up. But I have them sticking on the offensive side and taking Jordan Addison to receive. Yeah, that'd be a great pairing with Diggs um, and Gabriel Davis and for potentially a Diggs replacement if he freaks out again. Yeah, for sure. Um, Cincinnati, they need a ton of help. Um, I know they're. I mean, they were almost back in the Super Bowl again, but I mean, they lost a lot especially on defense so i have them taking brian branch the safety from alabama um and i think you could try to you might see the Bengals try to pick up a lot of extra picks in this draft so um and then 29 new orleans i have them taking brian Breesy, the d tackle from clemson you can just finish it out keep going 30 the eagles um I just kind of had them going skill skill position here. So Jamar Gibbs, the running back from Alabama, I yep. think you can kind of line him up anywhere on that Eagles offense, and he could be very dangerous. And then thirty-one, Kansas City, they need they need a lot, I think, of help um, on the offensive line, but they don't have a lot of receiver weapons either. So I have them taking Zay Flowers from Boston College at thirty-one that to sounds, finish the first round. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, that and, and Zay I, Flowers. Well, yeah, and Jordan Addison going to the Bills. Those both sound yeah. awful. Yeah. All right. So we're actually okay. A few. So I have a surprise here. So again, no more no trades here. But the Giants, I've taken Michael Meyer, and I think it's mm-hmm. almost a against the Cowboys pick here because I think the Cowboys want Meyer. Everything I've I've read, everything here, everyone thinks Michael Meyer from Notre Dame is going to the to the Cowboys. I think the Giants take him here to give their offense another weapon, especially with the whole Saquon thing. Because mm-hmm. you might have to throw the ball. Then I had the Cowboys still going tight end and going uh, Sam Laporta. Um, I think that he fits their style more and how they want to play. What school is he out of? Iowa. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. so I think he's pretty good. I have the Bills mm-hmm. taking a linebacker. I definitely hear you on the offensive thing. I just think that they're going to go linebacker here, and I think they go Jack Campbell from Iowa. Okay. Um, I think he fits their style of how they want to play. He's a you know four-year senior, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then for my last trick here for the tight ends, I have the Bengals taking Darnell Washington from Georgia. Okay. Uh, I think that they want a bigger threat from the tight end spot that they haven't had yet. Uh, mm-hmm. I have the Saints taking Keon White, the edge rusher. Mm-hmm. I have the Eagles taking Zay Flowers, okay. uh, which is kind of shocking because like, you're like, well, they already have two great receivers. But I think instead of having Miles Sanders, they replace him with a receiver. And we start seeing like, Devonte Smith runs stuff from the backfield, maybe Zay Flowers, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have the Chiefs taking a defensive lineman, Miles Murphy. 
Okay. So, and how many trades do you have? I only have two trades. I have the Texas Titans and then I have the Pat Steelers. Okay. Yeah, I have three. So I was actually looking at it. There was a lot more trades last year that I didn't even remember. Yeah, um, there was a lot of random ones. Yeah, Yeah, I just think that this draft is very like, I, I don't know how much trading up helps you in this draft unless you're going to get Will Anderson. Yeah. Because well, that, that's what's the be difference the of trick. all the corners? They all seem to be rated around the same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. I think that's the top five. I think of the draft is going to be very interesting because, like, if if for whatever reason, like the quarterbacks start falling, or if I mean, let's say Houston, let's say Houston takes Stroud at two, then with only Richardson and. Levis pretty much left for first round quarterbacks. You've got to think somebody's going to be trying to trade up with Arizona. Well, you, you would think that, right? But like when you kind of go down the list, who's, I mean, I guess any of them could take a quarterback, but I think it's kind of one of those things where like if they wanted a quarterback, they might have traded up before the draft. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, Arizona's for sure not taking one. I would imagine the Seahawks need one because, but they just signed Geno, so maybe they think they don't. I don't know what the Lions are going to do. They're like the biggest question mark to me in the top 10. When I originally did it, I had the Lions trading up um, to get a quarterback just because I think Goff's in the last year of his contract. In Detroit, I mean, if they were if they really wanted to, they could probably just trade six and 18 and move up to like three or whatever and take a quarterback and – just do any of these guys seem that. like a Dan Campbell type player though? I guess that's kind of where I'm struggling with. Like maybe Will Levis. Well, I mean, is Jared Goff? <laughs> no, no, I don't think so either. But yeah. like, I, I think Levis would be like make the most sense, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Kind of an interesting idea, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it'll, I'm sure it'll be crazy. I'm pretty sure when we did this last year, I know I really struggled last year. I think I got this. like two right out of yeah, the 32. Was... It was hard. Um, I think Bijan is my number one guy. I want to watch where he goes because I really hope he doesn't go somewhere like like Tampa, where he's mm-hmm. just not going to be a factor. Right. I would hope not. And then I think a lot of people have him going to Atlanta at eight. That'd be high, especially with Algier already there. Right, but. Is Algier Bijan Robinson? I guess is like the idea. Yeah. I mean, no one's Bijan. <laughs> that guy is probably the best running back coming out since Saquon. Well, and that's that's why I'm I'm wondering why he's so far down, like a lot of mocks. Because you look at like Saquon was high, Zeke was high. I think. And... Well, yeah, but look at them. I mean, Saquon had a bounce back year this year, but he had two pretty bad years in there. Zeke hasn't been good since his rookie year. I think the problem yeah. is these running backs that rush so run so much in college, they just they don't do as well in the NFL. Over right. a long term. Now, next year, I think Bijan will kill it. I think Bijan will get 1,200, 1,300 yards and be fine. Well, hopefully they can use him in other ways other than just running back. Right. Because, yeah, I mean, I didn't – I mean, you probably watched a ton more Texas football than I did. But, I mean, I didn't realize how much they – that I didn't realize how well he was as a pass catcher. Oh, he, I guess he, I he was say. their entire team every yeah. single game. Like, he mm-hmm. was – if he didn't have a good game, then they didn't do anything. Right. So, yeah, it'll definitely be interesting. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, we're less than two weeks away. Um, Patriots still haven't done much other than, you know, Juju re-signing a couple players. Um, 
and you don't even have them taking a first round pick this year. So no surprise there. I will say if that happens. Well, and like, you got to look right. Like I would love to say they're taking Bijan, but then we wouldn't have signed James Robinson. Right. I would love sure. to say we should take a receiver because we desperately need one, but knowing that we have Juju Devonte Parker born and Taekwon Thornton, there's just not a chance he takes one. No. Hopefully the squirrel can get in some more sets this year. Yeah. I mean, up. Hey, if Juju, I mean, Juju's the only one who has a chance at a thousand yards. Maybe he can do it. I don't know. We'll have a real True. coordinator this year, which will help. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's transition over to the NHL okay. playoffs. Um, so the Bruins, they set the record for wins and points um, in the NHL history this year. What are your thoughts on them with their first round matchup? I, I've heard that we kind of got a worse draw. We did. Um, unfortunately for us, Florida's pretty good. Um, I don't think like I don't think they're going to beat us. I mean, I'll, I'll start with that. But I do think we would have rather seen um, the Islanders or we would have rather seen uh, the Penguins. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's okay. I mean, I don't think Florida's going to give us that much of an issue. I think we'll, you know, I think the Bruins are going to come out. If, you know, just to kind of going through my first round predictions here, I think the Bruins will beat the Panthers. Um, I would say it goes four or five games. I think Carolina is going to absolutely smoke the Islanders. Um, I don't think that will even be a game. The next two matchups, though, um, are going to be really hard. Um, and for people who are listening who don't know, the way the NHL playoff structure is really, it's really odd. Um, the first team plays the worst playoff or the worst wildcard team. The next highest team record wise that won the next division plays the other one. And then the other two people in division play each other. Um, there's no reseeding. And then like, basically it all stays in division after that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I think Tampa is going to beat Toronto because Toronto hasn't won a playoff series. Like since we were born. Mm-hmm. And I think the Rangers beat the devil. So two upsets, if you can call them that, but I don't think based on the sports books, they would be upsets. I gotcha. And that's my uh, least. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm with the, the Bruins. I actually like Toronto to beat Tampa. Um, and I know, you know, Tampa has been there every year, the last three years or whatever it's been, but I don't know. I just feel something different about the way Vassie's been playing lately. Um, and I know they lost a couple from last year's team so um i'm not sure if they're as tested as they have been in the past so i'll take um, toronto advancing there i definitely have carolina advancing past the islanders and i'll take the rangers to beat the devils as well the rangers to me are the most dangerous team to beat the bruins um they Mm -hmm. have the best goalie minus vasilevsky so they have the top two goalie in this thing i mean you could say olmark's the best but like he hasn't done it multiple years in a row so i can't Mm -hmm. be there yeah and I don't know. They they just really scary with Kane, Tarasenko. They have they have a really good team. But this this NHL playoffs, the East is absolutely stacked, uh, minus the wild card teams. The the top six teams in the East are I think they're the best team in the West, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Um, you fi- finish out uh, the East. How you see it going? Okay, yeah. So I have Boston beating um, Tampa in a, probably a seven game series because that's just how that one always goes. Uh, I have. I have the Rangers beating Carolina in another mm-hmm. seven game series. And then I have Boston beating the Rangers. Okay. Boston and the Stanley cup. All right. I have, yeah, I'll take Boston over Toronto and then I'll take Carolina to beat the Rangers. Um, I think, I don't know. Car- Carolina is a really good team. I know they have been for a while. Uh, I think that'd be a very 
and they have the series. best jerseys in the game. No doubt, a, best jerseys. That their home crowd too. I mean, I get, those people they just bleed hockey up in Raleigh. So I think that would be a very intense um, yeah. series. But and they have I'll home take, ice in that. Who would have home ice? The Carolina, like oh, they over the Rangers. Ice. So yeah. that's that's huge yeah. for them. Yeah, and but I'll take the Bruins with home ice to beat Carolina to go to the Stanley Cup. I, I think if the Bruins, if they lost the cup but got to the cup, I think you could say this was like a really successful season, like because they broke the record, they did all this right. If they don't make the yeah. cup, it's it's a failure. I mean, if they lose in the first round, like a lot of these teams do, that win, you know, the president, president, yeah, yeah. It, it's gonna be. It's going to be bad, but I, I don't, I really, I can't see it happening. So that probably means it will happen. No, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I think, I mean, they have two of the top three or four goaltenders in the league as far as like goals allowed and save percentage. They have as deep as a team as anybody. Yeah. I, and... I don't see, I don't see um, Swayman playing at all. Mm-hmm. I think Olmark will play every game. The only time I could see Swayman playing is if we got absolutely crushed in one game. And you just want to give Olmark a break, or if we were up three zero in a series, and you just wanted to try to like give Olmark a break, right? No, I agree with that. But it's always good to have like that option yeah. in case and you need it. Taylor Hall's back. Krejci should be back. The right. Bruins are going to be full, fully ready to go for sure. Um, and then uh, the, West, the West, the yeah. West suit is super interesting. Obviously, people are going to be really high on Edmonton because they are playing probably the best hockey um, mm-hmm. in the, all of the NHL. I'm still pretty like. Not sure about them, but kind of going through it, um, I think Colorado will beat Winnipeg pretty easily as the returning uh, cup, you know, champs. Uh, I have Vegas beating the Kraken, even though it's kind of fun to see the Kraken in there. Uh, Are they not playing Seattle or? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I messed that up. So, yeah. So, I have Vegas playing Winnipeg and they'll beat them. Colorado beating the Kraken. Either way, kind of a – I don't think those will kind of change. Mm. I have Dallas – beating the wild, but I could not tell you how that series is going to really go. I think Dallas is by far the better team, but they've gone Mm -hmm. through stretches where they've looked terrible this year. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think they'll beat the wild. uh, And then I have the Oilers beating the Kings purely on McDavid and Dreisaitl. Yeah. After that, uh, I would have Colorado beating Dallas. I would have Vegas beating Edmonton. So nothing kind of crazy there. Uh, and then I have Colorado beating Vegas. So Colorado going to the cup to try to repeat against the Bruins. Okay. Yeah, I have saw Colorado over Seattle. Um, I'm taking Dallas as well over Minnesota, Vegas over Winnipeg and Edmonton over the Kings. Then I'm going with Vegas meeting Colorado in the Western finals. And I'm actually going to take Vegas to meet. So you're the going Bruins. the matchup Cassidy versus the Bruins in the finals. Yep, and I think it'll be a great Stanley Cup, and I will. I'm picking the Bruins. I I am picking the Bruins as well against Colorado. Even though I would much rather play Vegas because I think that's a better matchup for us. Colorado is mm-hmm. kind of a scary matchup with McKinnon. Yeah, I think that the key series to watch in the West in the first round is Edmonton, uh, the Kings. I think everyone is going to be on Edmonton because of McDavid. But mm-hmm. I'll tell you this: the Kings are really good and they're really young. And I could absolutely see them beating Edmonton. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it should be, I mean, Stanley Cup playoffs, second best format in all of sports. So it is. The only thing it needs to change is I think it needs to go back to the one through eight, like the NBA does. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why they don't do that. It's kind of like odd. Um, yeah. But I think that, it, I think it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. 
Um, the best matchup, I think, in the first round for the East is going to be definitely Toronto and Tampa. Okay. Yeah, I think that – I mean, it went seven last year, right? Yeah, it did. Yeah, I think it could definitely go the distance. I, I hope the Bruins can get out with a sweep over Florida because I don't want to give – they they won the president's trophy last year, didn't they? They did, Florida? yeah. So yeah. I mean, they're good. They have a brand new team though, and you're about to see a fun little matchup of uh, Tachuk versus Marshan to see who can be the bigger rat. Well, I think we know Marshan will win that. Uh, I'll tell you what, Tachuk's gonna give him a run for his money. All right, I'll be on the lookout for that. That's on. They play start Monday. I think yeah, so seven thirty or something. Right, yeah. So I think the first game is on Monday, I believe. Um. If I if I remember right, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it looks like Monday the seventeenth. We have New York, Carolina start us off at six, and then Florida, Boston at six thirty. Uh, four games per night. It looks like for the first round, which is basically all we can ever hope for. Right, gotta love it. I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a good time as it always is. Um, transition here real quick. The NBA playoffs they they kick off today in about four hours or so. Um, I'll just kind of run through yep. uh, my bracket here real quick. So I have uh, Milwaukee taking out the Heat in the first round. I, I think the Heat could give them a little bit of trouble, but I, I'd have a hard time seeing it going past like five games. I think Miami might be able to get one of those games in Miami. Um, so Milwaukee there. I have Cleveland beating the Knicks just because I'm un- unsure of uh, Julius Randle's status for that whole series. Um, 76ers, Nets. I went back and forth on this, but I think in the NBA playoffs, I mean, it's all about the stars and Embiid's going to get the calls. Um, and as fun as the nets have been to watch since the Kyrie trade, I just think um, Embiid will just get way too many calls and be too much for the nets to handle. Um, and then I have the Celtics um, getting past the Hawks. I think they should get past them pretty easily. Celtics Sixers um, Celtics own the Sixers. Um, so I don't see any issue there with the Celtics advancing and then Milwaukee getting past Cleveland um, setting up a Milwaukee Boston Eastern conference finals. And I think um, Boston is going to get back to the finals. I think the addition of Malcolm Brogdon and if Robert Williams can stay healthy, I don't see how they do not get back to the finals. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting how, how you have it. So we actually have the exact same bracket. Um, okay. I have the Bucks winning, Celtics winning, the Sixers winning, the Cavs winning, Bucks for Celtics, and then Celtics getting to the finals. I think the Bucks obviously are the best team, but people are very high on the Bucks, saying this is their deepest team yet. But when you look at, compare the rosters, there's no way people think that the Bucks roster is deeper than the Celtics roster. Like the Celtics right. go almost 10 deep, you could argue, with Blake Griffin as the mm-hmm. 10. Yeah. And the Bucks maybe go eight deep. And that's with Crowder, who is not as good as, you know, our like nine and 10 players, in my opinion, at this point in his career. Uh, I think the Sixers are going to sweep the Nets. I think the Nets are a really good feel-good story, but I don't think mm-hmm. they're going to stand a chance. Um, this Cavs-Knicks is, I think, a toss-up because I think the Cavs are the better team. And I think the Bucks would much rather play the Knicks because yeah. I would not want to play the Cavs in the playoffs. I no. think that they're a super dangerous team for the Bucks because of how long they are. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I just wouldn't want to go against any of their guards. No, Donovan Mitchell's a killer. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he is. So I think it will be Bucks Celtics as it should be. I don't think anyone could really argue that. 
if Embiid got hard, hot, maybe they, they can get through. Uh, but I'll tell you this. The other thing for the Bucks is I think the Bucks would almost rather play the Celtics than the Sixers because Embiid and Giannis going head-to-head, I might take Embiid in that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the, they're saying, though, Brooke Lopez is Defensive Player of the Year, which is, I don't know. I think Milwaukee gets way too much love every year, and I it really frustrates well, it's me. Well, it's just because of Giannis. I mean, the, we've talked about this off camera, but I'll put it on here. Every time Giannis drives a lane, it's an offensive foul. So mm-hmm. I don't understand why he even gets the calls he gets. Like, I've never understood it. He raises his elbow and absolutely tries to take off people's heads. It doesn't make any sense. They never call it until the playoffs and then they call it in the playoffs and to be fair to him that's not really fair either because they haven't called it all year i don't know right. it's super weird yeah i agree um also Celtics should get danilo um gallinari back at some point in the playoffs it sounds like if they can you know get past like the first round so i mean just having him back too as another player off the bench could be huge for a, a run at a at winning it this year do you think that he'd get a lot of playing time I don't think a lot, but I mean, if you even get like 10 to 15 minutes out of them, I mean, off the bench, I think it's definitely valuable because I mean, we had no bench last year and that was why we lost the Golden State. So I think just having any bench will be a huge advantage. I mean, even, I mean, already with Brogdon, um, Hauser, I mean, those guys, they step up really well. White. You know, if, if he's not in the starting lineup, so yeah, I think I they, think, I think they're gonna go with the smart white Brown Tatum Horford lineup. If I had to guess, yeah, I just hope Time Lord can stay healthy because they're gonna need him. But um, heading over to the Western Conference, so Minnesota they took out Oklahoma City last night. Um, Oklahoma City's got a very bright future, I will say, and they still have a ton of draft picks. Um, and the pick they just had last year, uh, Holgram from Gonzaga, didn't even play this year, so. Um, that's basically like another first rounder that they'll be getting back. Yeah, for hopefully next he year's put team. on. Hopefully he put on some LBs though. He was uh, <laughs> he was a little skinny, so hopefully he, he uh, we see a different version of him next year. He was for sure. Um, I like Minnesota. I like Anthony Rich, or Anthony Richardson, Anthony Edwards a lot. Um, but I like the Nuggets. They're the most efficient team in basketball. So I think Jokic is. Um, I think he should win the MVP again. Um, I think it's kind of a toss up between him and Embiid right now. But um, I like the Nuggets to advance there. Suns Clippers had a really hard time with this one, but just again, like the Clippers aren't healthy. If Paul George isn't able to go or he's not a hundred percent, I don't think the Clippers have a chance. So I'll take the Suns to win this one. Um, Kings Warriors, you know, Kings, obviously a great story this year. Um, and the Warriors have really struggled on the road, but they're getting, um, Andrew Wiggins back. They're getting healthy. Um, and I just think the Warriors way too much experience. Um, to, they just have the to Kings. steal one on the road because the Kings yeah. aren't beating them at home. No. So I like the Warriors there and then Grizzlies Lakers. Um, I actually like the Lakers to win against Memphis just because, the Grizzlies are – they're down – name. Is it Valanciunas that they have? Or no, uh, Stephen Adams. Right. He's out, and that's not going to help against Anthony Davis whatsoever. Um, well, and, and I think Vanderbilt will kill them on the boards now, which is a problem. Yeah, and Heatra Mora or whatever. Yeah, like yeah the Davis, other so. guy from Gonzaga. Yeah, so they have a ton of – the Lakers have a, a much better team since the deadline, obviously. So I have the Lakers advancing. Nuggets, Suns, I'm taking the Suns to get past the Nuggets. And then I'm picking the Warriors to get past the Lakers. The Warriors will have home court advantage in that one. And um, 
I mean, it's I'm not saying the Lakers can't win in Golden State, but LeBron's not the same LeBron he was when he was in Cleveland playing these Warriors teams. So um, I'll pick the Warriors to get past there. So Warriors, Suns, Western Conference Finals, Durant versus Golden State should be a great one, but I'm going to take the Warriors um, and I'm setting up a rematch in the finals from last year. Which is pretty typical of like how the NBA normally goes. Yeah. Um, I have the Nuggets, Suns, Warriors, and Lakers also winning. Um, okay. I agree with all the things you're saying. I have the Suns and the Warriors winning, even though I want to pick the Lakers so bad to beat the Warriors. But like you said, I just don't think they can win all their games at home. And I just think people trying to beat the Warriors at home is like just not going to happen impossible like it, it yeah and then but i have the suns beating the warriors and my thought process on this is that i think chris paul i think this is his time if he's mm-hmm. ever going to win one it's with this team the warriors are going to struggle against ayton and then i think who's on the warriors is going to guard durant like probably has to be wiggins right well then yeah so i mean does that mean clay's guarding booker because that's a terrible matchup um, I mean, they might switch it up. I mean, you could see him. I don't, I mean, I haven't seen a ton of Durant play this year. I don't know if he's still like extremely like, like moves a lot or if he's just been more of just like a, I'm going to get to my spot and hit a jump shot. So like, I mean, if that's how he's kind of playing, I mean, maybe they'll throw like Draymond at him or Kuminga yeah, or problem somebody. Is they're going to need Draymond to help with Aiden, I think. I, I don't know. I think yeah. the Suns top four are just too good and i think the warriors are gonna i think the x factor is durant right i just think that like just mm-hmm. like when he was on the warriors when he's on a team where he doesn't have to be the the vocal point always yeah he just always does well like it's mm-hmm. just like definitely it's like clockwork um so i have celtic Suns, um and you have celtics warriors yeah i mean i i definitely think it's when i look at the west i i think it's definitely the Suns or the warriors so um i just don't see anyone else if the clippers were healthy um, I could see them, but I mean, that first round matchup is just brutal with Phoenix. So, yeah. And I think the Lakers could do it if LeBron was fully healthy. I'm, I'm not convinced yeah. he's full. I know he's putting up stats cause he's LeBron, but I don't know. He needs to have like a Cleveland Cavaliers type series. I think to beat the Warriors or the Suns. Even to beat, I mean, Memphis is very good defensively. Right, yeah, They're yeah, for sure. I mean, we're, too, I mean so. we're both kind of discounting Memphis. But the thing is, I don't think either one of us see Memphis beating the Warriors or the Suns. So it's right. almost like the Lakers getting through at least gives someone a chance to beat them. Right. It would be nice to see a Lakers-Celtics finals if it could get to that, too. Also, um, do we have to say the Lakers probably with the with the greatest NBA trade, trade deadline moves of all time? I, yeah, it was I don't know how they did it, but yeah, it was very impressive. So, but um, so Warriors, Celtics. I'm I'm picking the Celtics this year. Like I said, I think the addition of Brogdon, hopefully Gallinari can get in some minutes. Sam Hauser has been great. He's he's been like a Duncan Robinson player um, that the Heat had um, for a while there. So I really like the Celtics if as long as they can just stay healthy. Um, Tatum and Brown seem really locked in right now, and I think they're hungry after losing last year. Um, when they had a, they had a real chance to win last year, I think they have a real chance to win again this year. So I'll take the Celtics to win. Um, unfortunately, I'm picking the Suns. I don't mm-hmm. want to do it, but I and I do think the Celtics match up really well with the Suns, like basically at every position. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm taking Durant over Tatum. I think that Durant, I think Tatum hasn't. He's starting to play a little better, but I think he's had a pretty meh like second half of the season. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was looking at it like, okay, well, who am I taking as the star? Durant or Tatum? Okay, that's pretty even. Booker versus Brown, pretty even. I think Aiton is probably better than old man Horford right now. It, it really just comes down to the role players. Though. Like if Marcus Martin Brogdon can play well, then I think the Celtics can win. But I think if it just comes down to the stars, the Suns are going to win. Yeah. That, I mean, I, I definitely agree. I think the stars on the Suns are better. But I think last year's playoffs show that you need a bench to win. And that's where, like I said, that's where we struggled. And I just think, I don't know who the Suns even have on their bench anymore. It's like no one. They They basically just like run like, I think they run like seven deep. Yeah, I mean, that's good. I mean, that might be fine for the first round or second round, but so they have on their so they start. Um, so it's Paul Booker, um, Akongi, Durant, Nathan, and then coming off the bench is like Cameron Payne, Terrence Ross, TJ Warren, Tory Craig, and then they have Bismack Biombo sometimes. Then they also have Damon Damian Lee, who isn't bad. Mm. Um, but really it ends up being just TJ Warren and Terrence Ross coming off the bench. Yeah, so just two shooters, which I mean, it's what you need. Right. And Cameron Payne's a good player. Like, there's yeah. not, but he's he's been hurt. I don't think he's playing like for the first few games. Um, I don't know. Something about this just spells Chris Paul winning one and retiring. I mean, I hope he can win one. I just hate that it has to be with Durant. I hate and Durant. Yeah, I both I mean, of them are. But and then real quick, just like you know, side note here, everyone here is thinking Luke is going to ask for a trade next summer. In Dallas. Next, next summer. Next summer. Not this summer. Okay. Next summer. And they have come out and said that their number one priority is re-signing Kyrie. This makes no sense. But they don't want to re-sign Wood. Which I couldn't, you know, going into the year, we've talked about it, but, you know, Christian Wood was labeled as, you know, a person that's going to mess around with the locker room, stuff like that. Jason Kidd basically didn't play this dude the minutes he deserved all year. Didn't hear a peep out of him. Played, didn't complain, and now they're not going to pay him and they're going to let him walk, but they're going to sign Kyrie who like, they basically had like the worst record in basketball once he moved over, like yeah. some, something weird is going on in Dallas. I think, yeah. I mean, if they'd never made that trade, I think they would be in the playoffs right now. A hundred percent. So, Oh, no doubt. I mean, you look at Finney Smith and um, Dinwiddie. I mean, they are much better, you know, locker room guys, much better players. I think the real issue is kid. I think kids are really bad coach. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that Luca, he has to start taking some responsibility for like them not making it by him just not putting in the work in the off season. He's, I mean, he's like, I don't, he looks extremely out of shape. Yeah. Like I mean, he doesn't he's still, play any He's still defense. probably the best player in the NBA. Like if you really yeah. like broke it down, he's probably the best one because LeBron's hurt, but I don't know. Like you don't make, imagine if LeBron didn't make the playoffs. Like as a fully right. healthy person the whole year. Yeah. I mean that it happened a few years ago with the Lakers, right? And they shut mm-hmm. him down at the end just to kind of say like, oh, he was hurt. But like yeah. remember how much like like bad new press he got? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that like Luca's getting a little lucky that the press isn't hitting him as hard as they are. Yeah, and I feel like he never really takes any heat. And I mean, like, it's weird because like Trey Young, who's nowhere near the player Luca is, could be in his situation and he would take a ton of heat. And they're, I mean, they're talking about moving him this like off season. It's yeah, just like, just wait until they move him to like a good team, and then people realize how good Trey Young is. Yeah, he's unbelievable. I mean, he's led the league in assists the last two years. I know, and, it's, and people think all he does is like 
put up shots like Curry and it's like, okay, well, why don't you wait until he goes to like, like the bucks and let's see, let's see how good he is. He's probably going to go, he's going to go to Miami and replace Lowry and yeah. whoever else over there and just fucking. Right. Well, I don't know. I just thought that was it. interesting for the NBA. I think that Luca not being in the playoffs is a huge miss. Um, I think you'd much rather them in than the Timberwolves. Yeah. But what are you going to do? I mean, they look terrible, and apparently they're re-signing Kyrie, which me and you both don't get. No, I'll never get that. The guy, definitely not a fan of him anymore. So, um, yeah, very interesting. But um, you have you been – just real quick, you've been keeping up with any baseball? Um, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Tampa, Tampa might never lose a game. I think they lost last night. They I know did. they did, but like so, it's just crazy that they went as long as they did, right? Thirteen and one. Yeah. Um, Barrios had to pitch a gem of a game for Toronto. Um, I don't know. It's really interesting this whole like how much the game has slowed down or uh, sped up. I mean, yeah. So like I think the average time is like two hours and like thirty minutes now for a game mm-hmm. instead of like over three hours. I yeah. think it's great for the game in terms of getting people to watch it. The only thing that's a little kind of interesting is that, like, I think the purists of baseball, you're going to lose some because yeah. I think that it's bothering them. Like, obviously, like batting averages up, like all this stuff's up and people are like, oh, yeah, it's more fun. But it's also, I don't know, it's a lot of changes all at once. So I think it's going to take a while for everything to kind of calm down. And when people stop messing up on the pitch clock and the you know batting clock going out, are those batting averages and runs going to stay? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Right. No, I, for sure. I could see that. Um, yeah. I mean, I agree with all of what you're saying. I think it's been a very entertaining start to the year. Sucks. The Red Sox are in last place in the American league East, but we didn't expect much different. No, and they did already play Tampa. So, I mean, we got, you know, yep. obviously we play them multiple times, but I think it'll be pretty open I, based on like kind of the early stages of it. I think that it's kind of gone pretty well, pretty right where, how people are thought it was going to go. The only kind of like shocker, I think, of how bad they're doing. I think the Cardinals people are a little shocked at and the Phillies, but I think they'll pick it up. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, they're not, I mean, the Phillies four games under St. Louis, two games under, not too bad. It's so early and there's so many games. I think the problem that baseball just has in general is that there's just so many games and people just lose interest. Yeah. It's very long season. I think the American league central is, it's probably going to be the worst division in baseball right now, but where the um, AL East is probably the best. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Baltimore yeah. come out of nowhere the last couple of years. But... I know, I know. But I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think the changes they made are good for, like, the long-term standing of the game to make it shorter. Just anything mm-hmm. over three hours. Like, I even think football sometimes is too long. Like, Yeah, especially college football. Oh, Those yeah, it takes forever. forever. But, like, you know, the nice thing with the NBA and the NHL is it's, like, two and a half hours. It's kind of, like, always two and a half hours and you're done. And I think almost yeah. all sports need to be under three hours. When you go over yeah. three, you better have a hell of a game. Right. For sure. I mean, football, people always watch the NFL, though. I feel like it'll never lose viewership uh, unless they go to flag football. And then, right? I don't know if you saw, but did you see the YouTube TV for the NFL on what they're charging for next year? It's uh, 300 right? Yeah. So, basically, for a YouTube TV subscriber, it is 249 if you purchase before June 6th and 289 if you bundle it with Red Zone. Non-YouTube TV is 349 before June 6th, 389 early. And if you don't do that, everything goes up $100. Is there no student discount this year? No. Unfortunately, <laughs> my student discount run has come to an end. I'm kind of debating. 
I mean, I, I want the full thing because of the Pat Patriots, but I'm almost debating if I'm just going to do red zone this year. Um, but I don't know. I'll probably, you know, I'll decide here in the next month or so and I'll end up doing the whole. You said it's, it's how much? It's um, 249 without red zone. But I feel like not having red zone is like, I don't know. I think that's, a, it's bad. So let's say, so 289. And then, right. Let's say the, the Patriots, they usually get what, five nationally televised games a year, four or right. five. So let's right. say they get like four. So then we're, you're down to 13. So you could go to like Buffalo Wild Wings every Sunday and spend $22 or less and you'd be spending the same amount of money. Right. But the problem is then I just paid for Red Zone. Well, if I pay for Red Zone by itself, I think that's fine, right? Because that's only like an $80 like, you know, amount on YouTube TV because I have YouTube TV. But I don't know. It's kind of an interesting price. People are pretty upset about it. For me, I was always getting the student discount thing. So I have to kind of completely revamp my strategy here. But I'm going to end up getting the full kit and caboodle. I watch it every Sunday. When you break it out and if you use it, you know, 16 out of the 18 Sundays, it's like 20 bucks a pop. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, whatever. Like, just take my my money. And it's it's on for like 10 hours every Sunday. If you use it every single Sunday, it's $16. Yeah. Like, so I, I spend two bucks on that out of beer or, you know, two beers is that. Yeah, for sure. So definitely I, you know, makes it, it worth it. It's interesting. And I'm hoping that it's a lot better quality because it's on YouTube TV and not direct TV, which has been struggling. The mm-hmm. downside to that is, and this is going to be huge, is that it's like a 40 second delay on YouTube TV. Right. So that's going to be really frustrating for fantasy people. Which it doesn't make sense to me how it's so delayed. Well, Directv was like a, a fifteen second delay, and this is like an extra thirty. So basically, I guess my phone's going to be turned the opposite way when I'm watching a game. Yeah. So I don't yeah, get the updates. The sleeper big play updates. Yeah, yeah. Turn those off for sure. But uh, yeah. no, I don't know. I mean, but the nice thing is, I think we're in for a really fun summer. Um, and then the draft's coming up. Uh, obviously, we'll probably go over the draft one more time before it happens. Um, but yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to it. Um, well, as always, the music credit goes out to ACDC and we will catch you guys next time.